season three, episode two, adultish. Before y'all come at me and say, we, you promised consistency and you promised this for season three. I know what I promised and I kept my promise, but mother nature and the good Lord outside or the good Lord upstairs, excuse me, he outside too, but they ran his course because guys, it's something in the air. I was sick all last week when this episode was supposed to come out. I just was not feeling well. Um, I am finally over whatever it was. Supposedly a lot of people were sick last week and this week too, but I am finally over it. You know, I honestly have to say that maybe the club is not for me. And I really think that's where I got it from. Me and my friend, we both went out and we both got sick and she, she will never claim that it was the club. Like she always talks about it being her job. She goes in person, but girl, I was not at. I was not at work in person, so I'm going to blame the club, but the streets are not for me. Maybe I need to stop going outside, you know, like I don't really have a good immune system because when people were not wearing their mask, I kept my mask on faithfully. And so now my body is like germs. Oh my God, germs. We're not used to germs. It's been two years. We're not used to germs. So it's like I'm introducing my body to something so new that it's like the germs just attack me all at once. Um, I say all of that to say I'm back. Welcome back, Never Judge a Brook Pod fam. Look, I am so sorry again that I had to take off for a week. This was supposed to come out last week, so again, I am sorry. But like I said, I was down bad. I was down bad. Okay. All right. Don't don't hold it over my head. Like I really was down bad. Like I even took off work, and my brother was like, "Oh, you must be really sick." Cause I'm like, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a workaholic. Like I don't take off. I don't, I love to work. I love getting stuff done. He was like, oh, you must be really bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm that bad off. I also want to say I'm very dramatic. I was sick, but I'm very dramatic. If y'all seen that post and I was like postpone, because if I talk, it's going to ruin my voice. That is low key true. Something is going on with the tonsils down here. I don't know what it is, but I'm just doing it in a deeper voice right now. So this is not my normal voice, but you know, hopefully this is helping. I got my coffee here. I had tea last night, like two cups. So I just need to get this out. (laughs) I just need to get this out. So let's just go ahead and get this podcast out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sick of holding it. I'm sick of everybody. Like, where is it at? You said consistency. You said this. So let's just go ahead and get it out. You know? All right. So what has been going on with me and my life? Well, I've been sick. I already said that. But it's also holiday season, and those that know me know that this is, like, my favorite season besides my birthday. Besides my birthday. This is, the like, my favorite season, and I'm just obsessed with Christmas. I love the holidays. I love spending time with family, and I love decorating my house. And that was, like, always one of my dreams is to decorate my house. And, I, you know, of course, when I live in, like, a house with my kids and all this other stuff. Oh, Lord, did I say kids? Um... <laughs> I'm playing today. Uh, When I decorate my house, I feel like, you know, it's always been like one of my dreams is just to have a big tree and, you know, just to make people's wishes come true. And Jesus is the reason for the season. So, you know, always think about the birth of Jesus and the birth of Christ. But it's just been so it's I just love the holidays. Okay, all of that to say. And uh, so my tree is up. My lights are going on. That's what's really been going on. The bill is high. Y'all know that y'all know that December bill be extra high, especially for the people that put the trees and the lights and all that. So the bill's going to be high. I already know. 
I'm already looking forward to it. But I started wrapping presents and gifts and my family's going to come up here. So I'm super excited about this holiday season. And um, please, please, please don't beat me up. I'm just the messenger. But I heard, I actually saw it on Instagram, that if y'all tree is not up yet, just go ahead and wait till next year. <laughs> we got 11 days. I'm just the messenger. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like <laughs> my mom was talking about, girl, I got to put this tree up. And I literally said that and she busted out laughing because I'm like, let it go, baby. Let it go. It's fine. You know, sometimes it takes us a minute. So it takes us a minute to process, to get everything together. I had mine up the day after Thanksgiving. When I got home, I was like, let's get to it. Ain't nothing but to do it to get to it. And I think, like, you know how you had those bougie tree people in my bed? I'm calling my mother out. My mom is like, I only want a live tree in my house. I want the scent. I want this. Girl, I bought that fake tree. That fake tree has been up every year since I bought it. Okay. Look, you got to do what you got to do. And it's cute. It got a little snow on it, cranberries in it. It looks real festive. But the bougie people that wait, it's like, honey, the tree farm, they can only do but so much. They sit their trees up. In the South, they do this. I haven't seen a tree farm in D.C. yet. But in the South, they have the trees, the tree farms, and you go and you pick your tree. And you say, I want this one. They charge you about $100 for $50. And then you go and you put it up and you have to water it every day. And No. If you are non-bougie like me, just put up that fake tree, put up that decor, put up your decorations and call it a day, please. But again, if you haven't done it yet, let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> All right. So now we're walking into the self-care portion. It's where I tell you what I've done for self-care this week, the selfie care portion. And you guys let me know by posting your selfies on instagram of whatever self-care you've done and tagging our instagram page and like i've already said like 30 times that i was sick last week so for this week for last week's self-care it was literally healing myself and that is a form of self-care like every time i sit down and i take my little notes for the podcast before i come on the mic i always think like okay what did i do what can i tell because i hate to tell lies so i like to tell what i actually did to take care of myself and Drinking my tea and rubbing my feet together under the blanket and getting up to eat oranges and drinking orange juice and um, taking ginger shots. That was also my form of self-care. So that is what I did. I think like healing, we always seem to, you know, forget that healing can be a part of your self-care and especially self-healing. I hate being sick and who likes to be sick, right? But I hate it because I live alone and it is one of like the biggest things of the fact that I have to walk up, get up and get my own stuff. Like I'm sick in the bed, but I have to get up and make my own tea or I have to get up. It just it's so much. And I literally hate it. And it's just so miserable by yourself, too, when you're like, you know, just sitting here sick. <laughs> and like I call my mom and I'm like, why aren't you checking on me? <laughs> She's like, girl, I thought she was good, you know. So I don't like that part, but. My friends do come in handy because I'm not big on medicine. I've never been big on medicine. And it's only be really been because I don't swallow pills. A lot of people think I'm like so holistic in my practices and like, oh, she just doesn't take medicine. No, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I'm grown and I cannot swallow pills. So being that I can't swallow pills, like I remember my friend's mom when we were kids, she used to have to crush it up and put it in applesauce, put it in um, pudding. 
and stuff like that for me because I could never do it. So like I never take pills, meaning there's never medicine in my house because liquid medicine or whatever. So at this point, I was on GoPuff, like delivering everything to the house. And I'm like, you know what? I got to deliver something, some liquid something, because I feel like I'm just about to No, I need I need to deliver something. Um, I look online and I guess everybody in my neighborhood was sick. Every piece of medicine is sold out. Everything. So I'm complaining to my friends and one of my friends who lives like five minutes away. She was finally feeling better. She brings me some of her medicine, which was really good. Some Theraflu. And then my other friend, she mailed me some. She lives all the way in Georgia and she mailed me some uh, some medicine because I y'all, they are so sick of me complaining about how I never have medicine at the house. So like my friend like supplied me a whole thing of medicine. Um, but yeah, I literally friends come in handy. So that was another part of the self-care. Just, you know, friends and taking care of myself, healing myself. That's literally what I did. I would love to see, I'm pretty sure your self-care was better than mine. So I would love to see what you guys did this week for self-care. Please, please, please don't forget to tag us. Don't forget to show us what you did this week for selfie care. We have now entered in the real life politics segment. Real life politics, real life politics. The voice is gone. Like, I feel like I'm just... Y'all, I don't know. I'm, I might have to go check on see what's going on. But um, with the tonsils, like I'm over the sickness, but my voice is tripping out. Like, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, bear with me. And if my voice was here, I would be yelling about the situation I'm about to bring up. Actually, no, let's first start off with the positives. So Warnock did win. Thank God. Um, Because his opponent like really sucked. So he won, and so now he will be Georgia's senator, representative for Georgia. Super excited about that. I think we kind of knew that he was going to win, I would hope, because I think his name was Walker. Child, I don't even think he went to school, for real. For real. It's just some of the stuff he was saying was just like, did you even get an education? And even if you didn't get an education, because I really do boost education on here, but Come on, it's just common sense. Like, what were you talking about? Like, he didn't even know what he was talking about for real. And it was a video going around, like, that he didn't even know what pronouns were. And he just kept saying the same thing. And I'm just like, I don't know if he thought it was funny. I just don't like people that are dumb. So it really bothers me. And I was just so upset by it. And I was like, what the heck? But I'm so glad that we're not one. So that's always a plus. And, you know, he will be back and taking that Senate seat for Georgia. So that's really good representation for them. And he seemed like he was doing well on the previous year. So hopefully he will continue his good work. Let's get in the real tea. Because so many people have hit me up about this. And I really couldn't express how I felt on my social because, I, like I said, I wasn't talking much due to my throat. But Brittany Griner, y'all. Let's be real. Let's all take a moment and think to ourselves, what did Brooke say on the first episode of the season? And if you didn't hear me, hear me now. Black men, they never are going to stand up for black women. Some of them. Because I need to stop saying all of them because I do know some that are good. But some of them, it's always something. So let's get into the decision making of Brittany Griner. So if you don't know, Brittany Griner was detained in Russia for a wee pin. Um, she was over there for 10 months. And 
if you haven't seen the post or haven't seen people talking about it, it was like a lot of people just reposting and trying to get the, you know, get her to come back over here. She was denied like all access to come over here and her wife was fighting for her. Her wife went to central law. So let's go HBCUs. And her wife came up to DC to talk to Biden before. And it just, we, they couldn't figure out a way to get her over here. Right. Right. I was reposting. I know a lot of my friends were reposting about her coming over her release and just, you know, free her. We see her, we are with her. We support her in this motion because let's be for real. It was a weed pin. I'm sick of people saying it was illegal. It was illegal. It was a weed pen, not thousands of weed like all the rappers do, but we, we're not going to get into that yet. Um, a weed pen, right? We're fighting. We're arguing. We're, you know, trying to figure out ways to come back. If people were following the story, which you could have followed it on so many different avenues, you know, people were keeping us updated. She wished her wife good luck on her bar exams. Like it, it was just really, really sad that she was stuck over there. And it's not like an American prison where you have access to like your internet, your phone. I don't know. I ain't never been to Russia prison. I hear people like try to assume like it's not like, I don't know. I've never been to Russian prison and I pray to God I'm never in Russian prison. Um, But it didn't seem like it was as good as the U.S. Right, right. I woke up to the news that she had been freed and they had did a prisoner exchange, right? And I thought that was a good thing. I still do think that's a good thing. She was exchanged for for someone we had in U.S. custody, a Russian arms dealer, right? The way that these black men and people and racists, because I, I would like to separate the two, the way that these black men and racists went in on the fact that this was one of the worst exchanges ever. We could have kept her over there. He's an arms, de- a Russian arms dealer, and he knows how to do this, and he knows how to make this. And the way that they attacked the fact that my girl was being freed was ridiculous. I've never seen it in my life. I mean, it was like people flipped. At first, everybody wanted her to come over here. Biden's not doing enough. That's what they were saying. If Trump was in office, she would have been over here. We would have went to war, da, 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 you know, whatever the case may be, right? Now, all of a sudden, Biden did too much with this one. He shouldn't have traded her for a Russian arms dealer and all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. We live in America, people. We live in America where guns, I can go in and buy a gun. You can go buy, go in and buy a gun. Your 18-year-old son can go in and buy a gun. Your 18-year-old daughter can go in and buy a gun. You can get a gun like regardless. So the fact that everybody's bringing up that he was a Russian arms dealer, you can look on YouTube and find some of the stuff that he could probably do, right? Like we live in America where I, I don't know if people live in a bubble. There's probably, we're probably in a land here where people can build and do and make anything. And nobody, not one person was doing all of this for when they bombarded the Capitol with all of their guns and all of their supplies, right? But now all of a sudden, this is the worst trade. And you want to know why it's the worst trade? Because she's a black woman. We don't go to bat for them. I'm trying to tell y'all. And I brought it up to my my um, friends and one of my friends was like it's also because she's gay and my grandfather said this my papa I was like what's going on why don't people why don't people like her 
And he was like, it's because she's gay. She does not present present herself as a feminine woman, right? She's very masculine. She has a wife. So in our societal standards and what we view as right and what we view as a damsel in distress over there in Russia, she doesn't fit that cut. So we're like, she could have stayed over there for all we care. No, they're like, I'm not. When I say that was ridiculous, it was so ridiculous. And the fact that black men did not go to bat, they were the main ones. This is one of the worst traits. I saw some black men trying to uh, compare it to like basketball. She only gets this amount of rebounds. What if she didn't play basketball? She's still a wife. She's still a daughter. She's still somebody's auntie. Come on, be real with yourselves, right? And to the Russian arms dealer thing that everybody's trying to make this big case about, like, I can't believe we let a Russian arms dealer free. Y'all didn't even know he was over there, okay? I'm sorry to say it. Y'all did not know that he was over here. Y'all didn't even know we had him, number one. Number two is you didn't even know when he was captured or where he was captured or where he was staying. You made it seem like you knew so much information that once they give give him over to them, like, that's it. There's probably 20, 10s, 15s of him living in Russia right now. Like, come on. But y'all made this big deal about how this was one of the worst traits. You didn't even know that he was there, that he was with us, that he was over here in the U.S. Like, come on. So that bothered me a lot. And it just showed and it just proved my statement and my point and my fact that I said last week or two weeks from now was like, it, it really hurts me how much we do for black men as black women. But when it comes to defend and to support us, we are not shown the same grace. It bothers me so bad. And like I said, it's some, I don't want to say all because a lot of black men were in my comments. It's some, it's not all, but it's really horrible the way we, we don't stand up. Like, why can't we just say she's home? She's free. She doesn't have to, you know, (sighs) I'm just annoyed by that. I really am. And I think we live in la la land. Like, America, we live in La La Land. It's like, he's a Russian arms dealer. There's thousands of them. Your neighbor is an arms dealer. Like, come on, let's be for real. But that's my segment for real life politics. I was going to have, which I might still do this in the future. I was going to have, um, I have one of my friends and we were arguing about it. He's a guy and we had two different perspectives. And I was going to have him come on the show. But... I didn't feel like doing that argument again and I couldn't get him to come on. So one of these days I will have to do a real life politics segment where I can get like my friends to come on and to talk about the things that we disagree on. Cause I would love to hear different perspectives. Of course, my perspective is not golden. This is my show though. So <laughs> my perspective to me, this is a place where I can actually say it freely, but I always will stand up for black women and you know, it's ridiculous to see how many people won't. And that's all I'm going to say. So that was your real life politics segment. It was very drawn out this time because I had to get it off my chest, y'all. All right. So what you all have been waiting for, the content of the hour, adultish. Super excited about this episode. I have been thinking about this episode for so long and I'm not even going to hold you. It was a point where I wanted to call my podcast adultish because like I always feel like I'm an adult-ish, like I'm kind of an adult, but not really. And these are for the people who also think that. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like, 
do you ever just wonder, like, is there any moments where you're just like, oh, wow, I'm an adult. Like, I really am an adult. Like, I don't know. Like, I have those moments very often. So this isn't just about that, but that's like a little short, like, intro about it. So I went on Instagram and I asked, like, what was the transition to adulthood for you? Because to me, I feel like I'm still transitioning into adulthood, but I would love to hear like some of my, like some of the answers. And I thought I was going to receive like just BS answers, but people were really like, somebody said something about their credit card. Like once they had to start doing like getting a credit card and paying off their credit card, somebody else said when their parent passed away, which was really sad. Um, people were just saying like paying the bills, Everybody knows like paying the bills, like going from two bills to having all paying all your bills is like crazy moving out their parents house and having to figure out what you're going to eat. We had some lighthearted ones as well. So I originally was just like, what is this transition? What does this look like? And what, you know, and I connected to one personally when someone said like they became their mother's caregiver. I was my mom's caregiver giver at the age of 20 for a couple of uh, almost a month. And I was still in school. My mom had got sick. She went to the ICU. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast with me and her, but yeah. So I was her caregiver. And I don't ever remember thinking like, oh, I may like I'm making these adult choices because I feel like once you're in a situation where you're actually making adult choices, you never really think like that's what I'm doing. And so I remember like having a sign for her dialysis, having to do like talk to the nurses and doctors at the age of 20 y'all I didn't want to leave the hospital it was just crazy right at the end of all of that and when God healed her life and she got better and stuff she's like wow that was such a big thing to do and you're such an adult like I was paying bills like I was paying I was using her money I was using her money but I was paying bills and stuff like that and she was like wow you're like just such an adult or whatever my brother was doing some stuff too so I'm not gonna leave him out but like and so many like uh what was it like adults that I thought were adults at the time like that were adults excuse me were like praising me over this but I just never really knew that this was like an adult thing or whatever and I don't know if that like was the adulthood for me like because I still feel like I'm still learning and that's one of the things that we'll talk about in this episode it's just like how learning never ends no matter how old you are but I feel like I'm still learning like how to become an adult what's responsible what are some things that we do right And so that's what we'll get into. And I think that I wanted to take it down the avenue of like, I was just this, I knew I was an adult at the age of 20. That is a lie. I didn't know half the things of what adult, and I still don't, right? Because I'm only 24. So I, I don't, I still don't know like all the things that you need to know to become an adult or to be an adult. And that's why it's called adultish because I'm still learning. I don't really know. I know a lot of y'all don't know. So, um, we're going to talk about some adult decisions and like what this looks like and just some things that, you know, you have to tell your friends and, and just stuff like that. So let's get into it. All right. So we're going to look at this in two different ways. And I feel like the best way to start it off is adulting and what that looks like. Adulting. <laughs> we're going to do adulting and adultish. I've been doing a lot of verses, right? Becoming versus being and but no adulting and adultish. I think adulting is like the more responsible thing. Like it's like you're you're actually adulting. Like instead of going to brunch or instead of going to dinner or instead of going to whatever you're paying your bills, like you're doing like an adult thing. Like 
an adulting thing. Like you're just being more responsible. And I feel like the transition to adulthood is understanding the fact that some, sometimes your responsibilities just come before the fun and it's different ways to look at it. Like I said, like adulting could also be, you know, you planning phone calls with your friends. Like a lot of my friends, we plan our phone calls down instead of just calling because we know that everybody got stuff going on. So like, we just have to plan it like, girl, let's catch up on Wednesday or let's catch up, you know, Friday works for me. Let's do that. Um, I think adulting itself is just something that a lot of people, a lot of people learn. And then some people you clearly see like they fall by the wayside and they don't really learn it. And you like, dang, they still going out. They still doing that. You know, like every weekend, every night, like it's a point where it's a break. Like you need to take a break, right? That's adulting or adulting really could be like you going out, but all your bills are paid. So you could do whatever you really want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just like having that responsible factor and understanding, like just doing the adult things. And I find it very interesting how sometimes it's taught to us and then sometimes it's like a slap in the face. Like somebody, like I always see this reoccurring tweet, like adulthood is one of the worst hoods I've ever been a part of. And that is so true. Like being an adult is so hard. And it's just like, you never know like what your parents are going through or what whoever your guardian was that were like raised you, what they were going through. And like you also realize when you are at that stage and are at the adulthood that everybody is making it up as they go. <laughs> I think one of the biggest misconceptions that kids have oh, based off their parents or based off of literally any of the like figures, leaders, anything is that everyone is making this stuff up as they go. Presidents making it up as they go. Social media leader, like any like everyone is just making the stuff up like it's just funny because nobody knows what they're doing but <laughs> I didn't even say that to bash adults but it's just like or us but it's just like don't nobody know what they're doing for real let's be honest right but I think your 20 somethings are so confusing because it's like you're in the middle of you know still enjoying your life and like having fun and you don't really have that much pressure on you to do so much because you're an adult and like it's an adult ish like you're not really fully in that adult you're not committed to that job really you're not committed to that relationship unless you're married you know whatever but it's like you're really just in like these are the best years of your life have you ever heard anybody explain it like that like this is just the time to have fun and you don't really want to waste it but you also got to grow up so it's like it, it's like you're in the middle of it right and I just find it very interesting how, like, like I said, we don't know what we're doing and it's just like, you're in the middle of having fun and living life. But then you also are in the middle of like, well, you have to grow up eventually. That's when adultish comes into play. So I was recently having a conversation with my friend, my friends really. And one of them were talking about like a partner, a guy that they were talking to. And she was just like, like low key bashing him. Like, he doesn't do like he's not doing this. He's not doing that. He doesn't have a good workout routine. He doesn't do. He's not cute. He don't do like not. He's not cute, but like he doesn't dress well and he doesn't have this type of job. And it's just like and it was just funny because when we started talking about our own selves, she also said the same thing about herself. <laughs> and so did I. And so did my other friend. Like We all kind of were like, 
well, we don't, we not, you know, where we need to be. And like, I, that's one of my biggest things that I always end up hearing myself say is that I'm not where I need to be. And, you know, like I should be on TV by now. I should be, you know, doing whatever. And she was saying the same thing about herself. Like, I want to be doing this in my career and I'm not there yet. And I just don't get it, blah, blah, blah. But she was low key bashing the guy, like who's the same age as us and saying like, he's not doing it and he's not doing this. And then when we had to talk about ourselves in the same, like, I promise y'all the same sentence, we literally, everybody said the same thing about themselves. Like, well, you know, it's been good, y'all. Like, this is our little catch up. It's been good, y'all, but I just feel like I'm not where I want to be right now. And, you know, I'm not living life like I should. And I think that's when adultish comes into play. Let's get into it. So the fact that I said, like, adultish is because nobody is there yet right now right so it's like I want to live in this big old house in LA I want to live on the hill I want to you know have this I have so many goals for myself and that's one of them and when I see girls or I see women who are doing it like out there living their best life in LA it never plays a part I never factor in their age I never factor in how long it's taken them to get there what they did to do that I never factor in all that stuff I just see it and I'm like oh they're living my life. Like, have you ever seen people comment like they're living my life? How does it feel to live my dream? Like, that's how it really feels, right? But it comes to a point where it's like, we're not there yet, y'all. We just not there yet. And I saw this post where it was like, you're comparing someone's middle to your beginning. Ooh, I felt it. No, I'm just kidding. But it's like, oftentimes, these women are like 35 kids, husband, or they could even be single, but they're like 40 or they just entered in their thirties. And it's like, girl, chill out. Like you're an adult ish. Like you're not an adult yet for real, for real. And like, you've done so much to accomplish. So I think like a lot of the times we need to take on the fact that we've also done a lot, like at our age, but like, you don't have to be there. Like a lot, I've heard my friends saying like, Oh, I want to be making 80k. I want to be making 90k. And it's like, those are all good goals. And yes, you can make them at 25. I'm not saying that because I have friends who also are making, you know, big money. But it's just like, that could be your goal. But it don't, you don't got to do it right now in here. Like, it doesn't have to be right then and there. You get what I'm saying? And it's like a lot of times we compare ourselves to these celebrities, to these, like, you know, we idolize these people or whatever the case may be. And it's like, they're already in their prime you're focusing on someone's prime and not looking at how like their beginning, their work ethic, like anything like that. We're not focusing on that. And so it was funny because when I was having a conversation with my friends, it was like everybody just kept complaining about how like they weren't in the job that they wanted to be in. And I mean, granted, we all just graduated, not even like what, three years ago. And for me, I didn't got two degrees and it's only been what, three years. So it's just like, but the spirit of comparison is the thief of joy. And so while you're in this adultish era, it really doesn't make sense to look at anybody else's lane because we all have our own story. We all have come through our own hardships and life becomes fair and unfair for every people. I remember like I used to always cry to my mom every time I would cry the like what I would say is this is so unfair I did that recently I was crying about something that happened to me 
I call my mom and I'm like, this is not fair. And the one thing my mom is always going to say is life is not fair, Brooke. And life is not fair. So one of the things that we need to notice in our adultish era is like, it's okay. Who's to say that you won't be doing that at, who's to say you won't be doing it at 25, but then also who's to say that you won't be doing the same thing at 45? Or 35, the stuff that you want to do and the stuff that you're comparing yourself to. I look at like Tabitha Brown, who just became, you know, this icon, this legend at this age. And she's not old, but it's just the fact that like, just imagine like all this, these years, she had this big dream saying that she wanted to be this person. Her book is great, y'all. Y'all should read the book. Shameless plug. But she basically, her, her story is just so like, inspiring to me and of course so many others but it's the fact that she's always said I want to be big I want to do this I want to you know make people smile and can you imagine going for 45 years 45 years or however I'm making this up I don't even know this woman's age but let's say that she's 45 for this example I could look it up bro come on now um but let's say that she's 45 and you go this whole time telling people you want to be that and you see, you know, your friends do it big. You you move out in L.A., you know, you're not getting the acting gigs that you want. And then all of a sudden this little app called TikTok, called TikTok, makes you blow up. And now everyone knows about you. You have a cooking book. You have, you know, wardrobes. with You have deals with Target, Sephora. You're on every type of show. You I just find it interesting you know, like, but just imagine if Tabitha Brown at 20 something years old was looking at some 40 year old lady and just was like, oh my God, this is never going to happen for me. Like, this just sucks. You know, I think like, I think we do that. We get caught in our head. We compare ourselves. And so, but it's just like, you're an adult, baby, but you're not an adult yet. Calm down. It's coming. It's coming. Your greater is coming. You know what I'm saying? Your your big your big thing that you want to happen for yourself is right around the corner. But you have to be patient in the now. You have to be patient in knowing that it will come when it comes and take away the spirit of comparison. And when you do that, when you allow yourself to be grateful for what you're doing currently and stop comparing yourselves to others and notice that you are just in the beginning of your own race. That is when the good stuff becomes begins to happen, right? But it's like, it was so funny because like we were all saying this. It's three girls and we're just literally going in about how we're nowhere where we need to be. We're just, we like, basically like how our lives suck. But if you look at it, your parent, like my mom is doing really well for herself and not to brag on her, but she is like, but my mom is way older than I am. So I can't like sit there and say, you know, I wish I could be doing this or whatever. Like my mom is living her best life child and I'm here for it. Okay. I'm dead, but it's well-deserved because of her age and because she worked hard to get there in the beginning when my mom was 25, I don't know what she was looking like, but I can't go back and be like, Oh, you know, I wish it was that for me. No, I'm glad where I'm at, you know, and my mom keeps telling me that. One of my favorite things to see is on Instagram, it comes around a couple of years, um, once every good moon, is they'll do like 
at 23, Oprah was just, she just got fired from Dunkin' Donuts. This is an example. Or they'll say like Steve Jobs wasn't even at 25. Steve Jobs wasn't even this way. Steve Harvey at 27 was homeless. Like it's just random stories about people. But it is to show you that these people at that age were not these big millionaire people. And I feel like that's what something that we'll do. We'll literally look at them in the spirit of comparison and like be like, yeah, you know, at this age, I want to be like this. And but you're 25, you're 24, you're 20, you're 21, 19, however old you are. It's like. It's coming, but you have to give it time. And I don't know, like, why my goal is to be the youngest to ever do it. But Brooke, let that go, go, girl. It's okay. You can be the oldest to ever do it. It's just the fact that we want it and we want it now. You want the life that you that you plan for yourself now. But you have to go through some things and you have to do some things and you have to, you know, build your story and build character to become that person. So I just find it so funny and so interesting how we do that. And so when it comes to adultish and when it comes to being an adult ish, see how we'll see what I did there. Um, Don't compare. Don't compete. Run your own race. Live in your own lane. Like I said. The fear, the FOMO and stuff that will come. The planning, the phone calls, all of that, the adulting that will come. And it's time, like, you know, we have to, we do have to start becoming adults. But when it comes to, like, your dreams and your goals and your aspirations, make sure to not compare your beginning to someone's middle. Let's not rush the success button. Let's not rush it. it, it this just generally takes time. So your adultish era, enjoy it. Live it up. Do whatever you want to do by a couple shots because it's coming. But let's just not rush the success button. All right, y'all. I'm glad y'all bear it with me because, child, the, the, the amount of times I had to stop to cough is crazy. Throat killing me. But we here. I'm so excited. I really hope you guys listened and enjoyed Please, please, please make sure to leave a review at the bottom of your screen if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Spotify, I think you can you can leave a review. Leave a review because that way I can know if you liked it, if you enjoyed it, what episodes you did like, you know, that type of stuff. Also, make sure to share it. If you found something, if you thought this was interesting, if it connected with you or a friend or a family member or whatever the case may be, if you know someone 20-something, 30-somethings, whatever, and you want to share it, Make sure to share it with your friends, your family, your uncle, Billy, your grandpa, Joe, whoever. Make sure to share this podcast. Um, as always, it's always good to be on the mic. It's always good to be, you know, here. So as always, have a good week. Enjoy the rest of your week and all that. But always remember, never judge anyone because you don't know their story. All right, I'm out.